From the Tulsa world, this is the TU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here is your host, Patrick Prince. Hello and welcome to the Friday, January 5th edition of the TU Sports Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by Barry Lewis. And today we kind of got a fun one. The The 25th anniversary of the Rental Center was last Friday, Barry? Last Friday? That's correct. December 29th. December 29th. And Barry did a really cool list uh, in the paper of, what would you call it, the best games, the most memorable? How'd you characterize that, Barry? It was the top 10 most memorable or best TU men's basketball wins at the Reynolds Center. And then I also had like 10 other memorable moments on the page as well. All right. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We won't kind of go in detail on the list because we want you to go, go read it. It's, 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 it's one of the best things you do, Barry, with, with, with the history that, that you have and kind of, you know, and you, you probably saw every game, right? I saw all but one of them and the, no, I'll say I saw all but two of them, and without totally giving it away, why? Because um, I have seen, I would say, in the 25 years, I have seen over 90% of Tulsa's home games, but the two I missed, one was because I was on a hockey assignment that night, and I, when I used to cover the Oilers, and the other was the, well, we'll just admit, admit it, uh, or sort of give it away. It was during the COVID era, era yeah. where unless you had a media pass, you could not go into the game, and so um, no or no fans allowed. Yeah. So yeah. So if we were going to do such a list, you're obviously the guy to do it. Let Let's go before. And again, we're not going to get too detailed into the list because we want you to read the story, and it's really good. It's good reading. Let's go back to the late 90s, Barry. Kind of remind us of the sense of the TU program at that time that kind of predated the Reynolds Center. Yes, uh, much different now um, because Tulsa um, Tulsa men's basketball, when the Reynolds Center opened in 1998, was in the midst of a tremendous 10-year run, probably the best 10-year stretch in TU basketball history. In that stretch, they reached the NCAA tournament eight out of ten years, and uh, the two years that they didn't, one of the one of those years they won the NIT, and in the other year they should have got an NIT bid. Uh, they were that good. That was Bill Self's first season. So uh, just a tremendous series of coaches. Uh, when you talk about Tubby Smith, Steve Robinson, Bill Self, uh, leading into 1998, and of course. TU basketball had sort of reawakened. It started in the 80s with Nolan Richardson. And so, um, T, yeah, there's sort of like TU basketball before Nolan Richardson and TU basketball after Nolan Richardson. So Tulsa was really riding high in, ba- in men's basketball at when the Reynolds Center opened in 1998. The, they were getting, they were selling out frequently. Uh, the first two years of the Reynolds Center, they had, 18 sellouts. Uh, that's pretty incredible. You could trust that to now. They've had one sellout in, I think, the last, which is back in 2018, I believe, 2017 or 18. Uh, they've had one sellout in the last 15 years, I believe, something like that. Uh, 
So it was quite a different era of TU basketball then. Of course, they're trying to, the goal now is for them to get back to an era like that. Uh, that is the goal. And to, um, and that is attainable. Uh, it's if you've got the right person in your program and TU believes it does with Eric Kunkel. And so far, um, uh, don't want to get too much into this year's team at the moment. We'll do that later. But uh, there are a lot of promising signs uh, for this season's team. But yes, TU basketball, it was the hot ticket in town back in the late 90s when the Reynolds Center opened. And it was quite the night when it did open. It had been long awaited. Um, having an on-campus facility for the first time in 60 years, basically. Uh, it had been a dream. I mean, there had been talk through the years, every off and on, about an on-campus facility. Uh, it started, the first really serious talk about it, as I recall, was in the right after Nolan Richardson came, because basketball interest had been revived to you. And I remember reporting on a story that um, in 1982, where they were exploring um, moving from downtown to installing a basketball um, arena inside the IPE building on the fairgrounds. You know, where they hold the Chili Bowl now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, And they were just saying, let's put a, you'd already have the, basically the building sort of set up, just put a basketball arena in there. Uh, of course, that's not on campus, but that would that was uh, at least, I guess, get you a little closer to campus. Although downtown isn't that far away from campus, but uh, um, in lieu of a campus arena, that had been a thought. But they played downtown at the convention center from like seventy seven or seventy six, seventy seven to nine in the middle of the ninety eight season, and um, it's just the time the timing was right when TU basketball was riding so high that you got the necessarily money, which was $32 million at that time to build the arena on campus. And I think that really changed everything, the whole vibe on campus. When you look at all the changes that have been done on the campus at TU over the last 25 years, I think that was really the launch pad for some of the great things that have been done to really make it seem more like a campus. It's just beautiful right now. So who got the rental center done? Who, how did it go from an idea to a reality? It was just, it's like a lot of things. It's just a matter of, of well, fundraising and, and uh, Donald W. Reynolds stepping forward. And he's funded various projects in the area. Or he funded various projects in the, in the area and um, the money, uh, he's, step forward with the money and boom, you've got an arena. Now, what was, what was on campus before the arena? Like what was in that spot? Anything? I don't, I think there are, there are, gosh, it's such a long time ago. I think there might've just been houses there. Okay. Well, and it's been, you know, it's the capacity is just over 8,000. It's, it's been a great arena and still is a, a really good arena and a, and a good place to go watch basketball. I mean, it, it, the, the arena still holds up. Yes. Yes. And I think as it turned out, there was a lot of debate at the time. A big issue was the size of the arena. And a lot of people were disappointed that the arena 
was not built larger because you've got the gold standard in arenas across town at ORU, the Maybe Center, which still at just over 50 years of age is after, especially after renovations, is holding up really well. And their capacity is over 10,000. So when the Reynolds Center was built, there was a big debate because they thought, and remember at this time, the BOK Center is not around downtown. It had not been built yet. So in order to get the big events, there was a lot of debate, like how can you build, especially when TU basketball was riding so high and you're thinking you're selling out uh, the convention center downtown, you think 8,000 is just not enough uh, in order to get the events away, uh, that would big events that would come to Tulsa and get them away from the maybe center. And uh, that was, uh, there was a lot of debate on that, but I guess as the years have gone along that, um, you probably wouldn't have wanted the way things have shaped, um, shook out. You probably wouldn't have wanted a bigger arena, I guess, the, because they're not selling out now. Um, hopefully one day that will be a problem there that not enough tickets will be a problem. Um, but I think in the long run, the arena size probably has worked out perfectly. Yeah, I agree. That was a, I don't remember that debate specifically, certainly not as well as you do, but that was the smart decision. 8,300, 8,355 seems like a really good size. Well, especially now that you do have the BOK Center. So if you do want the huge events downtown, I mean, there's no way you can compete with the BOK Center. And TU, um, basically, uh, whether it's official or not, they have hosted, they did host a couple of conference tournaments at the BOK Center. So if you really had that big ticket event, uh, because even those big events like NCAA tournaments, which came to the Maybe Center in five different years, uh, that those events would not come to the Reynolds Center, even if like, say it was 11 or 12,000. You've got to have a big arena like the BOK Center to do that. All right, let's talk about your list. Uh, a little bit. I, I keep calling it a list. It's more than that. You you list the game, the score, the date, and then kind of your your thoughts on each game. So I keep. We got some cool photos too. Absolutely, absolutely, we do. So I keep calling it a list. It, it's a little more than that. Um, for those of you who don't know, you know Barry has a freakish memory. It really is uncanny. Your memory, Barry. It's just I've never seen anything like it. Um, but when you do something like this, how how long did it take? Uh, it's something that I've been thinking about, uh, just trying to find the time to do, especially as the anniversary date was getting closer. And in the perfect world, would have liked to have done it on the exact anniversary date since T was playing that night. But of course, as everyone may remember, that was a pretty busy week. It was bowl week with OU and OSU. So we just thought, well... The Memphis game would be a good time to do it with being the AAC opener uh, for both teams and a big opponent coming into town. And I think Memphis has probably been the made the most appearances at the Reynolds Center of any top 25 opponent through the years. That was their sixth last night as a top 25 team. So that just seems sort of like a fitting time to do it. But, um, you know, it was an idea I'd kicked around in my head and um, it's really hard to um, to say how many hours exactly I put into it because I had been debating the games, you know, for probably a couple of weeks after I committed myself to doing it. 
and then but finally once i got the 10 games narrowed down um it doesn't because we got such a good archive at the tulsa at the tulsa world that definitely helps and so um i don't know it probably you know if you want to put an hour total on it 20 hours or so how much actual research do you have to do versus what's already in your head because a lot of that you just remember right i mean most i mean most of the top 10 list i got just off the top of my head just thinking it around um but then i do bill haston did put together um a rental center at 15 years back in 2013 that's right he did and uh so i wanted to go back to that to make to confirm okay am i not am i missing anything and um of course a deep dive into the tu media guide just to confirm and the um uh, talking to a couple other people to say just to get their thoughts just to make sure i'm not overlooking a game so uh that's basically what went into it yeah well let's flash ahead a little bit barry and talk about um last night's game versus memphis number 15 memphis uh, exciting game, but ended ended in a 78-65 loss for TU. Your impressions of that game? Wow. It was, yeah, what a three-point thriller it was. I mean, it didn't seem like for most of the night it was going to be such a thrill, a thriller. Of course, that was sort of reminiscent of the night before with the Thunder. We were speaking about the Thunder earlier. It was a lot like the Thunder Atlanta game on Wednesday night, but last last night's TU Memphis game. Uh, as I wrote about in the gamer story that uh, I think a lot of people looked at it as a measuring stick for this TU men's basketball team, because um, the non-conference schedule, which I thought, which first of all, I will say, I think it was very, some people criticized the non-conference schedule for TU, but I thought it was a very appropriate schedule for where the TU program is now. I thought it was a good mix of teams. It does rank among probably one of the weakest, I think, statistically by some national services. Um, but with one exception, they were all Division One teams. So that's a positive. They did play some, I mean, it was mostly at home, which I thought was, was a good plan for TU uh, to reestablish, as I wrote about in Thursday's paper, the home court advantage, which has been lost over the last three years. And also it's easier to gain confidence at home playing before uh, your home fans. And there were some, some re decent teams that did come in uh, on Missouri state, New Mexico state, Loyola, Chicago. So it wasn't like nine cream puffs, they, total cream puffs they played. And they'd only played three away games and they uh, had lost all of those, two of them really close. So last night against 15th ranked Memphis, by far the best team they played this year, that was viewed as a measuring stick. And as I wrote, if it is a measuring stick, then I think the future is really bright. There were times for TU for the rest of the season and beyond, um, but especially for this season, TU's talent is it's got it's an exciting group that uh Eric Conkle has uh recruited for this year's team. It's a good mix of young players 
and and some veteran transfers. Yeah, most of them are, are transfers. Um, or a lot of them are transfers because remember they've only got two returnees from last year, and uh, th those players don't play very much. So it's almost like starting over. It's uh, I think this group, even with the season-ending in injury to Keiston Willis, who is going to be a starter for them, that they've got a very high ceiling, and they're just still learning a lot about each other, you know, playing together, getting that chemistry going. And um, there were times against the Memphis team, which um, at first glance last night, you thought, oh, how's TU? I mean, TU's got an exciting team, but then you look at Memphis and they've got three players that automatically it's like, oh, yeah, they're just going to be playing in the NBA <laughs> when they leave Memphis just automatically. I mean, they're just, they're, talent level just seeing i mean even though as much as tu's talent has improved that just have not seen the talent level of any opponents at a lot um this year tu hasn't seen that type of talent at first glance so how's tu even going to stay competitive are they going to just get routed by 30 points um like a houston did to them last year and uh tu just hung around hung around and uh Lo and behold, at the end, they've got a chance to win the game. Wow. Uh, I was stunned when TU, especially um, they were down seven points with 50 seconds to go. And all of a sudden, with 33 seconds left, it's tied. So you can envision at this point, well, this is winnable, that they get a defensive stop because Memphis can't hold the ball totally for the last shot. And then TU, it's a game-winning shot. And you've got a wild celebration. And I have to revise my top 10 list. <laughs> and it would have been if T would have oh, won. Yeah. It oh, 100%. Been. Yeah, totally. got on the list because Tulsa's not defeated many ranked teams at the Reynolds Center. And uh, instead, and there was nothing that TU did wrong in the last 33 seconds. It was just Memphis did win the game. They won it. Tulsa did not lose it because you, I mean, Memphis had been 0 for 10 on threes in the second half. And then they have a player that uh, they hit a well-contested double-team three from 25 feet. Just got to give give hats off, as uh, Coach Kunkel said, for them hitting the shot. And then Tulsa comes down in 3.7 seconds, and Kobe Williams gets a really good look, and the shot just rims out. So Tulsa wins. And Kobe, just at 33 seconds earlier, had tied the game with the three. Um, that's another thing that's impressed. So Memphis comes away with the win. But uh, I think everyone who saw the game, all the TU fans who saw the game, uh, it wasn't like your typical last second loss, especially in the last three or four years where there's like, it's, there was a real silence at the end of the game as Tulsa players or Tulsa fans are stunned and disappointed. But I think there was like the feeling like, wow, this was a great game. You know, and, and I think from a TU standpoint, hopefully they feel like, yeah, I want to see more of this. Uh, uh, especially for TU fans who had not come back, who had not been to a game and se since the Frank Haith era, that this is a fun team to watch. And uh, uh, one thing that has impressed me about end of game scenarios for uh, this Tulsa team, uh, especially this year, but uh, that unlike previous years, maybe not so much last year with Coach Kunkel, but the last couple of years, the Frank Haith era, um, that TU just didn't, when they were down, needed a basket in the last 30 seconds of a game, 
down by two or three. And it seemed like there were a lot of these scenarios that they had no clue who was going to take the shot. There was no plan. And, and a lot of times they wouldn't even get a shot off. And you can't say that this year. There's never been a time. They've got players, several players who are willing to stay, step up, take charge. They always, they might not always make that last second shot, but at least they've got a good look. They have a plan. They know what they're doing in that last 15 to 30 seconds. So I think that reflects well on the coaching and the players that uh, they may not make hit all those last second shots, but at least they're going to get a good look and they're going to give it a good shot. So if I'm a TU fan, I'm feeling what after a nine and four start and a competitive game against a ranked Memphis team? think you're feeling very encouraged. And of course, does that carry over to the two game road trip? You don't want to go on the road trip um, to, to East Carolina and, and then just bomb on Sunday because that's the next step in the growing process for this TU team is that they haven't won away from home yet this year. They've been like a totally seemingly a, a different team at home and on the road. And uh, especially the game in Oklahoma city against OSU, that just was not a TU team that I recognized at all. So does what they did last night carry over for them to at least get a split on this coming road trip. And that's, that's important. I mean, you don't want to be returning home 0 three in the conference. Cause then it seems like you've lost that momentum because right now there's good feeling, good confidence uh, that you've got after last night's game and you don't want to let that slip away. And so it's going to be important on the road trip. They just need to keep playing. Yeah. They're not playing perfectly. Obviously, as Coach Kunkel said, that there's a lot of things that got to clean up. Most coaches would say that right now. Penny Hardaway was saying that for Memphis last night after the game. And it's true. Memphis gives out a lot of things to clean up, too. Uh, but uh, TU just needs to basically go on the road with a similar approaches at home. And if they do, that uh, for the most part, that will bode well for them. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add or shall we leave it there? Don't want to forget since this is a TU podcast, don't want to forget the women's team speaking about playing really well, the TU women's basketball team, 12 and three going into its home game Saturday afternoon against temple 12 and three, seven game winning streak. The big key for them, for TU is TU got off to a great start last year. Couldn't continue it due to injuries and the season fell apart in the second half. I think, you know, that's the key. I think if this TU team stays healthy, then it will continue um, having the great season it's been having. And right now people are um, looking at them as potential NCAA tournament team. All right. So something to keep an eye on. You can download the TU Sports Extra podcast for free on Google, Apple or Spotify. We appreciate you listening, Barry. Appreciate all the great knowledge as always. And uh, how about you and I get together Monday and talk a little high schools? Sounds good. All right. See you then.